Hello and welcome. My name's Pete Rushmer and I'm your host today of a Half Dozen Things podcast. A Half Dozen Things is a podcast for business owners and professionals just like you. Whether you're an underdog hungry for success or you're already smashing it but want to continue to level up, we are here each week for you to get insight and learning from the very best in the business. No fluff, no BS and no self-proclaimed gurus talking about how easy business or life is. Just real, raw and frank conversations. My curiosity and impatience in seeking success has encouraged me to create a Half Dozen Things podcast. I designed it to bring you simplicity and discovery back to the forefront of your lives. We're all such busy people, it's easy to overlook the simple things we could be doing to achieve wealth, success and happiness. If you love today's podcast, please do share it, subscribe and let all your friends know how great the podcast is. Thank you. Joining Pete on a Half Dozen Things podcast today is entrepreneur and hugely successful businessman Neville Wright. Severely dyslexic, bullied at school and told he was stupid, undeterred his drive and determination have made him a multi-millionaire. With his wife Marilyn, he built the independent nursery equipment retailer Kiddy Care from their Peterborough home and went on to sell it for £70 million, as well as building an extensive property development business. He's humble, smart and fascinating to listen to. We hope you'll enjoy this episode of A Half Dozen Things. Right, so I put down here, you asked for six things, so let's just find it. This was last night. Um, can you remember the question, what it was? I should have it down here, so here we are. Okay, so you ask me six top areas for business people to focus on to achieve success that's it, yeah. yeah well that's i can't answer that because everybody you in business and everybody in business will find what their six top areas are so because it says what business people should focus on all i can tell you is what from my perspective what has made me and I don't use in the word success because I just think it's like everybody can be successful where well, everybody's successful you don't have to be in business to be successful yeah. so I, I, for this purpose I'll use that word that's banded about successful so my top six that I focused on yeah. and that has taught me more in business than anything else I can tell you those and um it was just that I thought about these, and it was only took about two minutes. Where have I been in business from the start to th- not finish? Because I hope it will never finish. Um, and and these, I realised, I, I took another look at them just before you came, and I realised this: they can, they are like in order of our business, the way it developed, but they, I wouldn't say they are, they're they are in that order only for me but they're all exactly the same they're all on a level playing field that you need this combination or I needed this combination and I've put a seventh one in I know I shouldn't but um, I I do a lot of things that I shouldn't and I always (laughs) have in my life 
but that's what makes life interesting and the seventh one I've realized that is it goes along with the other six every single one needs the seventh with it and it needs it to start with the seventh so it's seven one I'm not going to tell you what the seventh is for a start but so it's seven one seven two seven three because they go together anyway let's you know I, I know I'm waffling on waffling not on but right okay so number one it, for me to um, uh, focus and, and, and my success is a why. why why so anybody who's in business or thinking of going into business why why would you want to go into business or why are you in business and and that question is very often asked like before you go in which is essential question to ask and and when you're in for a few years and very often at the end because people go I've been in this business 40 years why so why is an essential thing and if and um, so we can deep dive into that a bit for, further on so number two is set your goals yeah. and you probably will set them and reset them and reset them over years and years and years but that's to me it is essential the third one is time and motion so that is essential when you are running a business time and motion is is uh, absolutely essential the fourth one for me is education now for the first 15 years of my life I didn't think I got any education because I came out of school really not knowing how to write my name because I never knew where the letters went. I, could, I knew all the letters in the name but I didn't know exactly where they went because I'm dyslexic. Yeah. And when you are dyslexic, look, look on my um, website and it's got a bit on dyslexia and it shows you a video of how dyslexic people see these letters dancing around in front of them and, it, and it's um, and so my education was I come out top marks in being stupid so um, my, my fifth one is become flexible so when you go into business you have to be flexible and you have to be flexible in your mind because your mind plays so it is the it's the only thing you've got. It's just everything in life. So where do we get to? Oh, number six. Don't forget to always use the KISS method. Have you heard of it? Keep it simple, stupid. Is that it? There we are. So, yeah. but, but most people say principle, don't they? They keep it simple. You know, yep. The KISS principle. Do you know why I use the KISS method? Oh, no, why? because I can't spell principle <laughs> so you know you get to this point and um, I normally can um, have dictation you know and go Eddie's spell principle but my phone had gone wrong today and Marilyn took my phone to the phone menders and I hadn't got my phone so um, oh this was but last night I did put um, I did put principle but 
love it. I, I only it. wrote it down, and that would be wrong. It would anyway. I'm waiting for bated breath oh. for the seventh thing. Then you, you've really built the picture. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So number seven, and it can be re- a lot of this is reverse psychology as well. Number seven has to go in with every single one of the six or any one that you choose that is successful to you whatever it is this has got to go with it and that is speculate to accumulate love it and that and when you say speculate to accumulate most people think they're talking about money and it's the furthest from the truth about speculating to accumulate doesn't it doesn't start with money it starts in your mind you've got to speculate your time you you know you speculate your thoughts everything is is is, comes from your mind yeah so they're my six and um, I don't know whether you want to uh, ask any questions on that I'll Um, be honest they're absolutely fantastic so for the listeners um, Neville's just introduced himself he's sat on the balcony at his lovely house overlooking the bridge at uh, Wandsford. It's, a, it's an amazing place, I must say. And um, Thank you. I, uh, I've never been anywhere as nice as this, so <laughs> I feel well out of place. <laughs> um, so, uh, but Neville, I really appreciate you joining me. Um, thank you so much. And we've just had, we've just had, um, Neville's kindly done, uh, done an hour's mentoring with me before we started recording the podcast as well and he had some fantastic insight to share with me as well so I'm really looking forward to the podcast it's going to be an absolutely fascinating uh, listen or watch if you're watching on YouTube we're also recording this on, on Neville's phone so hello on there and um, I love I love that seventh thing speculate to accumulate now um, I think we'll probably go through that at the end um, okay. but I see that that sort of falls into it so the, the first one, Neville, why? why what, what's your big why? You must have worked really, really hard in your time, um, yes. particularly with kiddie care. And what was it that keep, kept propelling you to keep pushing and growing? Well, you have to go right the way back to, um, to, to when I first met Marilyn. And, um, and that was in 1966. So we decided that we was going to be together. You know, we decided our life would be together. And um, uh, at why? Because I fancied her, <laughs> you know, 16-year-old, and uh, she obviously was the same about me. And um, we, we thought we went together well. And, and so we wanted to create a life. And it was a second question, really, about, uh, about setting goals. So um, we set our goals, which was to uh, spend our life together, which was that was an easy goal because we knew we could do that the next goal was that we uh, wanted to have a family well that's quite easy to achieve you know um, you know with 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 luck on your side so we knew those goals could be achievable and the third one was um, to have a house of our own and why not because most people in those days were getting houses you know it was all the trend my father had a house of his own and I thought that was an achievable goal so they were the three goals that we set our heart and minds on and there was a fourth goal that we didn't believe we would ever get in a million years Uh, but we had this goal in our mind Um, it was way off track but we thought about it every day and from the age of 16 to 24 that was eight years 
we probably thought about this goal every single day of those eight years um, and that was to um, look after ourselves that meant going into business but it didn't feel like that at the time it was just uh, because I was quite lazy really you know I didn't really, I didn't like most of the jobs I had 17 jobs and I wasn't very good at keeping a job because one I was so active with my ADHD you know I wanted to be there I knew it all I wanted to be there before it it was time and um, and I couldn't understand what was going on because I could do it easier quicker uh, and I had always got a way around different things show me how to do it and I'll do it but I'll do it quicker than you I'll do it easier than you perhaps you don't even have to do it at all you know and I was the kind of person go why are you doing it because it's a waste of time you don't need to do that because take that out of the equation Uh, and so very often I used to get promoted because I, I was quite good at things you know but then I fell flat on my face because I couldn't read and write so I could organize and I couldn't, I couldn't take it through. So um, I used to run, so run to the next job. So in the 60s and 70s, if you um, left a job in the morning, you could go and get one in the afternoon. It, it was so easy, you know, and I could, I could blog my way through it, you know, because you, see, you go and say, have you got any vacancies? And they'd say yes, and you'd take your glasses off, and you go in and say, um, can I have an application form? And say, oh, you know, I forgot my glasses. You say to the secretary, well, would you help me? Would you help me fill it in? And they go, yeah, of course I will, you know. And it's like, and especially, it's funny because they used to go, um, what's your name? I go, Neville Wright. How do you spell right? And I think, oh, shit. Is it the T-H first or the R or W? Oh, God, you know, and it's like... <laughs> anyway, so... Um, so that was the way that things happened but in 1974 it all changed because there was a big recession million unemployed and I was one of them and so you got a million people looking for a job how could I get one I'd be bottom of the list they wouldn't even take my application so but there wasn't any jobs anyway so so therefore um, our dream came true of the fourth goal and that was um that was to go into business and this is getting back to your first question which said why 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 well why because I couldn't hold a job down I I needed somebody next to me who could read and write and and do that part of the the job when you was in a job you would and they they promoted you to foreman or whatever um or leader of the group they didn't give you a secretary to go with it they didn't you know they they expected you'd be all right anyway so so therefore our dream came true of um uh uh, of uh, the why so that's why we went into business apart from when when i was on the uh, uh dole I said I need another two pounds because I need to feed the family and it, and what you're giving me is just not enough to be quite honest and they go right you've got one child they looked at the father they said if you want another two pound have another child I said, you're joking you, I can't afford to feed the one I've got let alone have another and I was sad and, and, and angry at the same time I said well you can keep your 
assistance money. I don't want it. I'll look after myself. So I think your back has got to be against the wall. And my back was against the wall because for that eight years of being in work and wanting to be self-employed, it was never the right time. I hadn't got the skills, I didn't know what to do, I hadn't got the money, it was winter, I'll wait till spring, it's spring, you know, I'll wait till autumn, you know, because I didn't know what to do. But these people made up my mind for me. They said, you're fired. And that was the best thing. And anybody um, looking to, thinking they want to go self-employed now, have a business, uh, it's a great time because being the firing line now in 2020 for the next few months people will get fired and if there's any chance of redundancy take it because it gives you a little I never got redundancy yeah. you know but um, it was it's a great opportunity you know, that, that was no I appreciate that yeah um, there's actually two things that I'd like to ask you sort of further questions on actually right. around that and so, so one of them is like from a motivational point of view. We talk about why and, and, and motivation, and then the second one being about sort of your your teamwork with Marilyn, um, because it, it resonates with me because Maggie, Maggie and I are in partnership, and actually we're like chalk and cheese, and actually, but she. Why are you saying Marilyn and I are like chalk and cheese? What I was asking is, is that is it, is it good that like your partnership where you have worked together for so many years? What, what's been so special about that blend of your skill sets? Well, it's easy. I mean, it, you're doing something for somebody. You're not doing it for yourself. Yeah. You've got this why. Why am I doing it? Well, I'm doing it. I, I, I would imagine she's doing it for me. Yeah. I'm doing it for her. We wanted, we wanted to be secure uh, if there is anything called to. I, I know now there isn't. But we thought, because we come from a job background, and, and people who take jobs generally want to feel secure. And so that came over from that mentality. And I know security is really just in you, inside you. And, uh, and so we wanted to be secure. So I wanted to make a good life for Marilyn, and because she was very shy. She come from a background of... Um, uh, a family with um, only children children don't speak until they're spoken to um, and uh, a good slapping would put paid to any child that speaks out of turn you know out of whatever if they're not spoken to then uh, and if they decide to speak for themselves then they give them a good slapping so if you've been brought up for 15 years in that environment then um, it's going to affect you. And so I was the big, strong man <laughs> who would protect her, you see? Then that's it. And I would want to give her everything that, that she wanted and, and, and she, was, she, she could help me because there was things that I wasn't any good at. Yeah. So, um, yeah. Um, yeah. That's perfect. And then, and then, so the other thing that I wanted to just ask was, so when I look at the way I'm motivated, I'm often more motivated by the things I'm running away from than the things that I'm running towards. So it's all, a lot of people will run towards being self-employed because they perceive that they're gonna be wealthy and have more time and what have you. But actually the thing that motivates me, which 
it is actually I, I run away from the fact similar I suppose to, to or resonate with what you're saying in that I've had some really really tough times when I was working some really tough times and you know the, the, the money was never quite enough um, for us to have a comfortable life so I guess I was running away from that feeling of lack of control and being at someone else's um, you know someone else being in control of my destiny and sort of taking that control back and it's more I think that motivates me more the fear of being poor and the children not having choices than actually the joy of having security and safety and stability I guess it's kind of the way I look at it so it's the running away from and would you say that that where you're pushing away from is that more motivating or, or was it more that you were running towards something no I wasn't running towards something no running away and it's what don't you like in life what it, make a list of why you know going back to why just um, just get an A4 sheet of paper put a line down and uh, and and then put two columns what don't you like what do you like or what can you imagine you like because you never know what you want until you start to get it and you never know that uh, the, the um, not the boundaries but the um, the amount you can have anything in life that you want and a lot of people don't know that and so they're restricted so what don't you want that's a thing and then how do you get rid of that out of your life and so that is what pushes you forward not what's I mean because a lot of people I mean I nearly said Stop the recording. Let's have a good laugh when you said a lot of people go into being self-employed thinking about the money. And, uh, and, and um, let's have a good laugh about that because um, money comes along as a byproduct of doing things right and helping people. And the more people you help, the more problems you can solve and the more valuable you will become. And so, therefore, it's a total opposite when people say to me, I want to be a millionaire, I want to be a millionaire, I want to be a billionaire. And then they'll say things like, uh, "If I'm just waiting, if I could get the same deal as you got just now on that property, what, I, if, if I, I just need that one deal, just need the one deal. I go, well, you never get that deal because you've got to be in it to win it. So that deal that come along last week that made me £350,000 right that deal didn't it wasn't last week it started 45 years ago 45 years ago when I went into business when I started paying my bills on time you know or before time and when when I said I would turn up and I did turn up when I said I'd buy a property and actually I went through with it all of these things go towards that deal today and when people say if I could just get that one deal like you've got then I'd be on my way no you won't because you'll never get it because you haven't got that track record and you need to start small and get that track record love that, love that. the track record is so important um, and, I, and actually it's something that I've learned over just being in business a couple of years is that those if you make people so excited by the support and value that you give them 
and they tell other people, then that will snowball your business as well, won't it? It will. So, and, that, and, that, and that actually is something that we were we were talking about just a moment ago. So moving on to the sort of the second area, which is around setting goals. Yes. Um, how do you work out what your goals are? How do you set them? And, and do you do it regularly? How many do you have at once? <laughs> yeah, well, it's like um, in my book, right, which um, you, you, you've got. Some lucky winners yeah. are going to be able to read and have been signed. And, it tells you everything about it tells you everything about setting goals and uh, why they're so. No goal. I say in my book, no goal, no life. And that's really, really true. How many people haven't got a goal, and I can tell you their bank balance if they haven't got a goal or if they haven't got any goals. So I do say in the book about you need goals for your work, your goals for your family, your goals for your friends, your goals for your, you know marriage, your goals for um, your children, for your future, for your business lots and lots of goals for your fitness for your health um you know it it, goals can go on for infinitum everything is everything can have goals um and goals within a goal so that's the best because you're using your time and motion you're using it twice or three times at the same time but i forgot the question was it there's it's around setting around setting goals yeah so I, I just find it incredible that people do not have goals. Right, so I've got to start this again. Yeah, no worries, it can just be stitched together. Yeah, that's all right. Yeah. Oh, we'll, we'll just be able to cut that yeah. bit out. <laughs> Wait, it, <laughs> does, it, it doesn't matter. <laughs> he, it's life, it's life, you know. That is, you, that is life. Yeah, life he's one of, one of my tenants. Yes. Oh, okay, I've yeah. got 160 tenants. Wow. And, um, yeah. oh, I'm amazed it hasn't rung before now. To yeah, fair. well, <laughs> yeah, I'm, I am. But I've got other people do sort of things out. They do. He's yeah. just a, he's, a, he's not only a tenant, he's a mate of mine. So, so it's, um, that's, yeah. So, anyway, but any tenant can ring me. You know, I've got no, I've got no issue with, yeah. with, with that. But I do think they do um, appreciate because they can ring me at any time, 24 hours a day, um, they don't. So, which is, you know, again, reverse psychology. It's like, anyway, where are we? Goals. So we had a goal to put food on the table. We had a goal to build the business. And we had a window cleaning business. Most people have a window cleaning round. We didn't have a window cleaning round because there's a ceiling you can only do 20 houses a day, five days, six days a week, whatever it may be. Um, do that every fortnight, every three weeks. And you've got a ceiling. And then you're soon up to your ceiling of your income. So it might as well be a job. So why not turn that window cleaning around into a window cleaning business, which is not window cleaning, it's property maintenance. What is window cleaning but property maintenance? So you turn that window cleaning into painting and decorating, into cleaning gutters out, mending fences, doing, and, and then small jobs. You know, within three years, we'd, um, we'd got six people working with us. I say with us because, you know, it's like that's, we worked as a team. Yeah. They worked for us because I paid them, but actually they would work with us because that's, that's how we um, define it. So goals, um, our goal was to 
have a holiday um, and we couldn't afford one for a few years so we made that goal every day so people go you haven't been on holiday for years so you go, no because every day is holiday <laughs> because if you can't have something then you have to accept it while while you're doing things you have to accept that you're not going to go on holiday because you need that money for your, your equipment to build your business and what comes first the business or holidays if you if you spend money on holidays and you haven't got it and you put it on credit card that's bad debt but if you don't go on holiday um, but you spend it on ladders and uh, equipment and what have you which will bring in more money in the long run that's going to give you as many holidays as you want so you know it's delayed gratification and but don't delay it too long <laughs> yeah because like, yeah because yeah, you don't want to be the richest person you know six foot under <laughs> right, okay, yeah. maybe that's a podcast for a future episode, yeah it could maybe. be couldn't it yeah yeah nice okay so well to be fair we're moving on then to to time and motion yeah tell, tell me a bit more about why uh why time and motion is important. Well, i find this really interesting because no one that i've interviewed mentioned time and motion well, the, the thing is, um, it goes along with procrastination and uh, most people say, I'm going to do it, I'm going to do it and they never do it because they sit on their arse. And they sit on their arse and they're not getting paid for any and, and you say, there's a job available there, you know, why don't you, even if you're self-employed, some people won't take jobs because they say, I'm not working for a pittance, I'm not cleaning somebody's house for, in those days, 30 pence, I'm not doing that. Well, and, they, and that's the going rate, so they'd rather sit on the backside and get nothing than go and clean somebody's windows and get the 30 pence, as they say, a pittance, but it's not. What you are doing, you're investing, you've got the time there and motion, you know, you're doing that job, but you're investing that time and getting a little bit, but that person then goes, while you're here, can you just give me a quote for painting the whole outside? All of a sudden, that 30 pence job's turned into a 200 pound job. You see, but they, they shoot themselves in the foot. So many people who go, I'm not working for pittance. Well, nor am I. I'm working for the future. I'm educating myself. So time and motion is don't relax. Don't have any, you know, uh, if, you, if you can't afford to relax, don't carry on going if you see um, Cassius Clay Muhammad Ali he was one of my heroes right he was in the gym and they said how many push-ups do you do or how many weights do you do and he goes um, I, uh, I start counting when it starts hurting when I can't do any more I start training you know they all go in for eight hours a day and he said my training starts when everybody leaves They've done eight hours a day. And it was like time and motion. I could earn twice as much as any other painter in the country. Twice as much. And people go, how do you do that? Oh, it's quite easy. I start two hours earlier. I don't have my breaks. I finish two hours later. And I go quick. You know, because I'm ambidextrous. I use two hands. So it's like, <laughs> come on, you know. Um, it's like you can do it. You can if you want to. If you really got that burning desire to get out of that rut 
and to you know get out of that I, I describe going self-employed as at the bottom of a mountain in the cold and and um, freezing cold and I wanted to be up at the top of the mountain through the clouds basking in that sunshine and the thing is you can't do one without the other you can't go through a, a life you can't go through a fun fair and and expecting to go on all the rides without going on the house of horrors you can't do it you know you have to you have to go through those even if you don't want it so goals you need goals in your life you know and small goals so that you can actually achieve them don't have some bloody big goal where i want to be a millionaire yeah what yeah what today no just get a goal for today you know can you do another couple of hours can you get that job done can you get just get a sweeping brush can you sweep up you know can you can you fill those sandbags better than anybody else can you what can you do that you're capable of doing but become the best you you don't see um footballers saying oh yeah it's a i only work on a saturday afternoon well they only get paid for a saturday afternoon but they don't tell you about their 12 hours a day training for the other seven days and people go oh are they he's on 60 grand or whatever for that match for 90 minutes no he's not he's on that for all of his training you know look at beckham how you know he started about eight years old you know and and you find it with uh, everybody, sports people, or um, ev- everybody who singers, yeah. just practice, practice, practice. Yeah, Their goal is, you know, they've all got goals. I think, I think, you're, I think you're absolutely right. I think um, one of the things I've realised is there's no, there's no such, th- there's no shortcuts. There's just the hard yards, and you just got to put the hard yards in. But that's an exciting thing. Yeah, because you've got to enjoy the process. <laughs> yeah, and if you don't, lie to yourself and tell yourself you do. You've got to, you've got to. Um, you know, in the, in the early days, you have to. I, you know, I'm the best, I'm the best, I'm the best. <laughs> I'm fucking useless, but I'm the best, I'm the best. <laughs> you know? I love that. Yeah. Oh right, okay. Well, I do. I do practice a bit of that in the mirror, in the mornings, because sometimes, some someone wise once told me that you can be a good, a good business owner, a good husband, or a good dad, but you can't be all three at once. Why not? Why? <laughs> the limited. Why limit yourself? Why? I'll tell you what. I struggle. <laughs> no, but... I do struggle. I, I do find if I work too hard in the business, I I feel like I don't spend enough time with the kids. You know. But... Well, everybody goes through those through those phases. So bring the kids into the business. Yeah. My kids started when they were 10 years old in the business. Yeah. You know, and it, they had no choice because I couldn't leave them at time. It's against the law. You it's, know, it's, it's funny you say that, actually, because on a Saturday morning, I've been taking them with me to... So I do client visits on a Saturday morning. Yeah. And I'll get the kids up. My lad got up at 5 o'clock the other morning yeah. and came with me up to, up, up to North yeah. Newark. Yeah, nice one. I told you to bring them here. Yeah, I know. <laughs> and to be fair, for listeners, Neville did say... 
I, I had to I had to move the time of the today's meeting because Maggie was training, um, and uh, he said he said I'll oh, just bring the kids with you, which is very very kind of him. But having seen the house, they're definitely trash. Uh, no, 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 they wouldn't. I'd sort them out <laughs> with a kind heart. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, it's all learning for the future, isn't it? Right? Yeah, yeah. Which kind of brings us nicely onto the next area, which is around education. Yeah. Um, which I think is a massive personal self development. I think it's really important. So, obviously, education's a bit of a, a different one for you because you first fifteen years were a real struggle. So, and did. How, how did that change as, as time went on? I did. Well, you see, they, they gave me the wrong curriculum. The curriculum they'd got wasn't for me, and they'd got no understanding of there was more than one curriculum. And there is. There's a curriculum for every child on the planet. You know, there's. Um, you, you can uh, you can m- make some curriculums go together, so you can have a bunch of people. But the curriculum for dyslexics or ADHD or uh, uh, Asperger's or whatever is a different curriculum for um, what they call the mainstream. And so, so many kids shouldn't be in the mainstream. They should be in their own stream. They should, and and they should. Uh, be able to choose a lot more of what they do because when you choose as a child what you want to be every year what you want to do it'll change over time so um, one year you'll probably want to be a footballer so that's fine so you give them let them go on the pitch and play football all day because sooner or later they'll need to understand what the game's all about so they'll need the history of the game they'll need to know where all the football matches take place in the world so they'll need geography they'll need how to speak to the people when they go to France and play their games they'll need to all these things but if they've got if, but if you teach geography and, uh, uh, and French, they won't, kids won't take any notice of it. It's got to be something to do with what they like. And then they will bring what they need into what they like. And so there was nothing I liked at school apart from gymnastics and uh, chess, which was a chess club out of school. And... And the only thing I would say throughout the school, it started at 14 years old, and that was accountancy. So they were the three things. Chess started at 12, gymnastics started about 11, and accountancy started at 14. But when I say accountancy, that was only half an hour a week, and we had a choice. And it was either art or accountancy. So out of the 30 kids... 24 went into the art because they could throw their paint about and be hooligans and um, and six kids went into accountancy I went into accountancy because I knew that the kids would throw paint at me and my mum couldn't afford clothes so my jacket I couldn't go home with paint on my jacket because she would just cry and it's and that was the reason so different reasons for different you know people go oh you've you've sorted that out whatever it was no there's always a reason for something and it's like could be the opposite thing to what anybody was thinking yeah yeah brought a tear to my eye talking about my mum (laughs) 
Oh, well. She'd say, she used to say, you'll miss me when I've gone. And of course, you'd go, no, I won't. No, I won't. Yeah, but I did. I did. Yeah, yeah. and that's it. Yeah, yeah you, but that was... You and me both, Mum. Yeah. My mum, if she's listening, she won't be listening. But she can be a bit of a dragon as well, you know. And, um, well, this... Um, so what was that? Education. education. Oh, yeah, so, yeah, so my... a bit more about yeah. how... So my car has been my classroom since the 19 since 1980 so that's like 40 years so it used to be tapes used to be then um discs and now it's um audio so i learnt everything from being in the car and the further away you are from your work uh, the better it is because the more education you can get and then you saw all the books i've got um I, you know maybe when i started buying books I could read one in five words you know but I and then I had to make the rest up to go around those words and and um and and think that I knew what it was what they're talking about but um you know I've read thousands of books and let me just tell you to all your listeners there is nothing nothing in any book whatsoever that's any good at all unless you take action on what you've just learned and I used to find you're seeing all those old tapes think and grow rich seven habits of highly affected people all the stuff that I've got down in my studio um, and I have spent a fortune on those because they were really expensive when you couldn't get them for a start now everything is so cheap it is and um, and you could listen and especially with uh, a retail shop or the property maintenance which we was in you could implement what you had learned within hours and so you could get your money back on those on that education virtually straight away you could because you could implement and if you don't implement if you read a book and don't implement what you've learned in it then there was no point in reading it. Wow. And I I must say, it's been an absolute privilege. I went down to Neville's studio earlier and we had a look at, um, like he says, Seven Habits of Highly Effective People by Stephen Covey. And um, there was also Think and Grow Rich, Napoleon Hill. Um, And uh, they were on tape. They're on tape, so there'll be people listening to this. Yeah, what's a tape? tape. <laughs> it's that bit, that, that thing that you put a pencil in and wound forward and wound back and got chewed up and what have you. And actually, I can totally believe it. I imagine they were absolutely ridiculously expensive. Yeah, they were. There was like thirty nine ninety nine, um, you know, in nineteen eighty for you know pack of four tapes, and it's wow. like and but they were worth millions of pounds. And I wore those out because when you read a book or when you listen to tapes, when you listen to uh, audio, don't listen to it once. Listen to it over and over and over again until because you hear something different every time you every time you read or every time you listen, you hear something that you'd missed. Like way before, so like I subscribe to Audible, so for like eight pounds a month, I get a book a month. And uh, you think how cheap and accessible that is. I actually ordered a book today, Feel the Fear and Do It Anyway, yeah. Um, because I realized that I've been suffering with some scarcity and fear, fear worry. So I had a little book for a, a look for books with fear, 
I bought it for a quid off Amazon. Yeah. For a quid. And you think about the return on investment if I implement anything from that. Yeah. Um, so I feel very fortunate that now we're in a time when information is so readily available. But I look at my friends and they don't listen to podcasts, they don't read books. And I think, well, a person. Is such an opportunity. Yeah. A, a person who can read but doesn't is on the same level as the person who can't read. And a person who reads and then doesn't implement, you know, and they, I don't know, I haven't got an answer. Well, they've they've actually wasted their time totally then, haven't they? Yeah, (laughs) yeah. It goes back to time and motion. They've wasted their time. Definitely, definitely. And, um, yeah, there's there's literally bookshelves full full of various books uh, down in level study as well, so it's... uh, it's an incredible, incredible place. Okay, so um, the fifth area you mentioned was around becoming flexible. So um, are you able to just explain becoming flexible? Yeah, I, I heard something years and years ago about um, uh, you've got to like be like an oak tree and yet be as flexible as a willow. And so I, I went into um, a Starbucks I think it's a Starbucks, or is it? What? Oh, cost, no, Starbucks. Yeah, so I built this Starbucks, not far from where you live. Um, and I, um, I rent it out. And they pay... You know, the Starbucks going rate is about 65 to 70 grand a year for a Starbucks coffee place. It's, it's not telling secrets, because everybody knows that if they're going to build a Starbucks, what they're going to re- get the return on. So I went in there because I had uh, been from meeting at Handelsbanken, which is another um, um, tenant of ours. And I thought, well, I won't go past without giving them some uh, um, business. So I went in there, picked a pack of sandwiches. I didn't really want the sandwiches. And I know I shouldn't have. I, I shouldn't eat them because sandwiches and me I just I just want more so and then I asked for a latte so uh, they got me that and uh, I went to pay give her a 20 pound note and she mumbled something because she'd got this um, mask on mumbled something that um, we don't take money really well I haven't got a card well I have got a card but I hadn't got one on on me at the time and now I make it a point now to go to the bank draw the cash out and I pay everything in cash because people say you're a rebel you know and I probably am I'm going to change my name from Neville Wright to Reb Val <laughs> yeah anyway um, so they threw the coffee away wow yeah and, it, and this is this is the high street in Stamford is closing down like there's a plague and, um, and but people they don't let you in. I went I went to Halford the other day to buy a hundred pound cooler because I was on holiday. I wanted a cooler to cool my beers. Oh, and my mate who was with me came and he wanted one. And they go stop. But I could hear them. I hadn't got a mask on because I'm I've got an exempt uh, thing that you can get off the government because if you don't like putting some over your mouth, you can get an exempt certificate. So and I don't like putting. I don't like to be restricted in talking to people. But if I was deaf, I wouldn't be able to understand what he's saying. He's saying, back, back, get back. I go, what's, what's the matter? And he goes, what do you want? I go, the lights were off 
there was barricades at the door and I said I want a cooler oh right okay go and get one where's your mask I said I'm exempt he said all right no you know and and so he got 200 pound but if I didn't really need that cooler I'd have walked off yeah. and they're killing the people in their stores are killing the high street forcing you to put this uh, gel which you don't know what's in it 47 of them of the four, four of the 59 have been banned because some of them have got like paint stripper in them yeah. you know don't go into shops six shops and put six lots of gel on your hands you'll get something <laughs> yeah they'll end up burning yeah, burning yeah, yeah. so anyway so i don't know what the question was becoming flexible oh yeah you've got to become flexible and and these people are so tight so they they're not flexible and and so their business will break yeah. you've got to be very very flexible and listen and and um have in your mind what you actually want what was your why my why was to be with marilyn to have a business to be successful in that business to pass it on to my children or sell it and become mega mega wealthy well that was only after about 20 or 30 years because you know my dream at 16 or 24 of being mega wealthy was just uh, i couldn't even think of that you know but um, yeah so you know i love it so and then the sixth area or the half dozen area yeah but speculate to accumulate in a bit the, the, the sixth area was don't forget the kiss method not the kiss principle so uh, <laughs> yeah yeah kiss Tell me a bit more about right. the kiss well uh, well most people in business or not necessarily in business uh, most people have heard of the kiss principle keep it simple stupid uh, or keep it simple you know and and uh, it was um, if you don't keep things simple then they're complicated and who wants complication in your business and so this is where the last S comes in. If you don't keep it simple, then you are stupid. And I've been stupid so many times. And I've told myself, I go, I wasn't going to call myself stupid because I was called stupid for the first 15 years of my life. And now they've just proved themselves right because I've just lost half a million pounds through being stupid. Um, so therefore, yeah, keep it simple as possible. Now, your competitors don't have to know that you're using this principle because although you can keep it simple you can make it look especially when you're in the retail business or um, well any sec any sector really I think that you can make your offering so good that it runs rings around your competitors and they go oh, I don't know how they do it but it's a very simple method which I do go into in the book about us and um, I think it was John Lewis at the time yeah. that they just could not keep up with us and we've got such a simple method uh, of uh, doing promotions that they were so big and so clumbersome and I'm not knocking John Lewis by the way because I shop there all the time um, and, uh, and that was good for us it was really good for us because we did the same pro products as them, um, but which uh, so that was a good advert. Yeah. So by the time they'd got their head round and with their way of doing things, we was on to another thing. So they couldn't keep up with us. So keep it simple, 
but make sure that your business is uh, flexible and um, makes it look uh, to your competitors far more than there is I should say I'm not saying pull the wool over their eyes I'm, I'm, I'm saying um, everybody wanted a pram um, at the recommended price not the customers but the all the other shops all the manufacturers wanted everybody to price the same so I just used to do price the same but then I'd give a free cot yeah. you know and they couldn't get their heads around that so instead of discounting it 30% I would take my cot which uh, was at cost put the value up on that which was true and all of a sudden you've got two for the price of one and I, I certainly as a as a young person growing up in Hampton in Peterborough I certainly benefited from a few of those deals in my time so. good <laughs> good thank you very much I really appreciate that <laughs> no worries at all um I just wanted to track back it was really interesting something you just said and if it's okay for me just to, to, to just explore it a little bit yeah go for it you said a lot about your mindset and that was around John Lewis being good for you as a competitor oh yeah brilliant and Mother Care and Toys R Us brilliant brilliant competitors absolutely fantastic we wouldn't have done so much uh, business if it wasn't for them do you, do you want me to go a bit further yeah, right we see the they all had catalogues. They all um, had lovely pictures and they all take the photographs and, and they all put prices on. So everybody knew the uh, KVI, known value item. So when they come to us, uh, ours was um, cheaper or is a better deal for whatever reason. And I'll tell you what, um, just going on to profitability and stuff like that, um, our staff never knew how much profit we was making on each of the items. Yeah. Now, you might say, well, that's normal. Why should they? Because that's confidential and that's private. But it wasn't for that reason. Because our stuff was so good, um, I didn't want them to sell to the customer our highest profit margin products. I wanted them to sell what the customer needed and wanted. Nothing to do with how much profit we're making. So that, again, is reverse psychology. They could have. If they used to come in to the office and say, I want to deal with this person's buying £4,000 worth, we'd go through the list. They would see all the cost prices. I've got no issue on them seeing the cost prices because they knew how much it cost for us to open that store every day but I didn't want them to know how much this pram was making and that pram was making to influence them on selling that whereas a lot of people on commission that's all they want to know yeah brilliant and I'm conscious of your time so um, the final one number seven which is very important speculate to accumulate you able to just explain that a little bit more okay so have you seen a dancer a musician a footballer a sports person any you obviously seen a lot of people the people who run the marathons in two hours or whatever they do the people who are in the olympics they've done a lot of speculating for years and years and years they speculate their time and their energy and their their brain and and they they speculate in 
are probably not eating or if you're a sumo wrestler <laughs> eating you know they they speculate with them themselves their mind and the body and what they're doing so this is speculation and when people say yeah why should i've been to school why do i want to go and um go go to school again um I don't want to be learning anymore, but you do. You need to learn every day on yourself, your well-being. And if you're going to be doing something, why not be the best? Why not be the best you can be? You know, and um, and then all of a sudden you can you can be the best, and you can get whatever you want in life. You know, with with having that attitude. Then of course people go, well, you got a good deal on that. No, I. I, I bought some land um, a couple of years ago and when we was clearing all the debris and the trees and the rubbish and where people had been camping, um, where we cleared it, people was coming along going, Are you, do you own this now? I go, yeah, well I've been trying to buy it for 20 years. Yeah, well you didn't pay the right price, you didn't pay the going rate, so you just thought you'd pick it up cheap and I had no end of people come saying I've been trying to get this place for 20 years how come you've got it because I paid the right price you have to pay the going rate and if the going rate is is um, pumping iron for six hours a day or running for six hours a day or or learning your skills being in front of a customer you know this is this is the price you have to pay but then people wonder why you've got it and why they haven't got it. Did so, you, had you got any questions from the people on the I internet? Had, I had Because there was a couple of... There was a couple of I sneakily looked at yeah, those and I thought, pigeon. yeah, I didn't understand the pigeon one because I didn't understand the, that. The pigeon one was an in-joke. So yeah, well... It was, it, was, it, was, it was a joke I made uh, amongst... OK, so I'm a committee member of HR Connect Over Coffee, which is a, um, an HR... Can network. you hear that water? That's Marilyn watering the, uh, her plants. They look beautiful. <laughs> oh, she's here. Hello. <laughs> no, no. Looks like we're going to get squirted. Um, so the, the pigeon joke was uh, the, 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 the two women I said it to uh, hadn't, and Nikki and Katie, if you're listening, I'm talking about you, they'd not heard the saying before, but I said to them, one of them was a bit frustrated, and I said, well, you can't soar like an eagle if you fly with pigeons. <laughs> I, I see, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. And, uh, yeah. Which I'm sure is something that I, you, you've probably, it's a philosophy that you'll have probably heard yeah, at some point or another. Yeah, I've, I've never heard of that before, but I do, I thought, well, I asked Marilyn what it was, and she says, well, haven't you Googled it? I said, no, I haven't got time. So she, she said what she thought it was, and that was the same, yeah. Yeah, so um, well, I left them a long time ago because people, 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 they want to drag you down. Yeah, don't do that. You'll, you'll, you'll lose. You'll only be coming back with a towel between your legs. Don't, you know, that's too hard. You, well, what about the match on Saturday? Well, what about this? And you won't, you'll lose all your friends. And you know, and oh, you know, oh my God, and don't get above your station. That's yeah, right, anyway, stay in your lane yeah, and all that sorry. Way. Yeah. No, 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 that's spot on. So um, one of them was around, um, so uh, David from Printbox uh, said, he, you've, you've certainly got driver you, that you used to be his landlord and <laughs> Did uh, he remembers you getting your hands dirty refurbing a unit on a jackhammer. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he says, yeah. what ROI gets you interested in a project? Uh, um, at the moment, a million, million pounds. Wow. Yeah, so... Um, that's some big money. Yeah, but it never started like that. Yeah, you know, it's like the time that I've got. I know we've all got the same time, but I've got less than you. I'm 70 now, yeah. 
and so therefore I've got people to look after my um, in JV partnership uh, partners so I'm looking for uh, doing deals with um, a return on investment of a million pounds and um, we've just done one there's um, uh, we've got a partnership and it will come out with between four and seven million depending on the economy and what we what we actually do but there's there's other people involved um, in in that partnership so uh, it, it goes down but it wasn't always like that yeah. it was you know anything really anything uh, Dove, uh, Dove, who's a chap I collaborate with on uh, another podcast called Stronger for Business, he uh, he said, over your time as an employer, what has been your most crucial learning on the subject of leading other people? Um, get, find what makes them tick. Find where their element is, and if you can um, educate educate them, educate them into your business. Uh, as I was saying earlier, it, it took two years of education to become a pramologist. And we wanted everybody in our business to become a pramologist. So, in other words, with today's internet and, and um, education, you can go online. If you want to buy something, you can go online. You can learn so much about it within 10, 15 minutes. You can walk into a store and know more than the salesperson when when we was in that kind of business we used to say you as a salesperson should know more than the customer so that was our philosophy on that most people used to come into kitty care so we had 125 full-time staff in kitty care most used to come for the shop floor or the warehouse and then after a few weeks we would find out what they was interested in or their manager would and then if there's interest in photography well why don't you put in for going to the photography studio the video studio why if there was interested in uh, bookwork why don't you go and and into the accounts why don't you go into security if you you know if you've been a security man go into security there was a job for everybody and in my book I say there's a there's one a job for Jackie and Jackie was a fabulous person who was going to leave she was in front of me she'd just come in uh, she'd been made redundant from um, Jean Sorrell and I didn't know and I put her on the shop floor I said I've got a vacant and three weeks later she says I can't stand it I can't deal with people I'm, I'm I've got to leave uh and I've got to go back into a warehouse. And she'd asked me to come into the warehouse. I said, no, it's too dirty and it's too heavy and it's too this. She ended up being in control of uh, £30 million worth of stock coming in every year and £35 million going out. So, and with uh, something like 40 staff in there. So it's a job for everybody. And if you can find what their element is and put them into that, then, then that's the best Thing that I could say. Amazing, amazing. There you go. That's People fantastic. leave your business and j- just there, there's a job for them. But you, you know, if if people don't talk and find out what's going on. Amazing, yeah. amazing. Um, got time for a couple more? Yeah, whatever, whatever. So, yeah, so Marilyn, Marilyn. I've got to make Marilyn's dinner for um, sometime between seven and eleven.
Because yeah. it's 10 to 7. Oh, well, it doesn't matter. Oh, I don't care. But... <laughs> right, so Simon Hinks asks, can you ask him what his motivation to keep going in the early days was? Food. I needed food. <laughs> I, needed, I needed to pay for my mortgage. I needed, I needed food. I needed to pay for the next ladder or the next pot of paint. I needed to... I needed to buy a house, another house, so that I didn't get rained off. Because, it, you know, most builders, most painters and decorators and window cleaners get rained off sometime. I didn't want to lose. This goes back to the time and motion. I didn't want to lose any time. So I wanted to fall back. They used to call them hospital jobs. In other words, they got a job that they could fall back onto. Yeah. I wanted to fall back onto that job to renovate a house so I didn't lose any materials on any job didn't throw any materials away didn't uh, didn't waste any time and so I needed more money for that to make a secure life so uh, and of course it was it was really good because I ended up going let's have time and motion on this let six people get in renovate a house in six weeks and sell it on we did a hundred of them you know it's like and then you get to the point, you get this goal within a goal. If we could start the job when we exchange contracts and get and they allow us to come into the house, because most of these houses were empty, we got a four-week start. We only had to lay the money out for two weeks before it was up for sale. You know, a goal within a goal all the time. What can you do? How can you think outside the box? That's what excites me. You know, that's what... But it was was starvation that kept me going. (laughs) I weighed nine stone in those days. (laughs) Amazing. Sally's art, Sally Simon's wife. What would you do with thirty-seven p today? Yeah, well, it's like three quid now, isn't it? I'd buy another bit of scrim and go and do it all over again. Top, it's so easy, so easy. Well, you know, it's hard, but if you know, if you if you tell yourself it's easy, you know. Um, I, what I would, what I learned from some of the tapes is from from my first. I had a record for a, for a start, and you can still probably get it. Uh, it it's it was for the army for poppy day the money was going and uh i'll I'll let you know what it what it was but it says i can do anything for 12 hours a day that would bore me to tears if i thought i had to keep it for a lifetime and that was the most powerful thing because i hated window cleaning i didn't want to clean drains i didn't want to do these things but i needed the money so i every day i kept thinking I can do this with enthusiasm. I can keep this up for 12 hours a day because I know I'm not going to do it tomorrow. But if I had to do it tomorrow, I knew I wouldn't have to do it for my lifetime. Yeah, amazing, amazing. And one final question, which is absolutely amazing, from Bev, and I think it's a great one to end the podcast on. She said, having supported many people with learning differences to overcome barriers during her career, she'd love to know how would you encourage others to embrace cognitive differences like dyslexia to stop them from reaching their goals or not allowing them to help them reach their goals? Well, I think the question's a bit complicated for me. But they want to stop all the uh, drugs that they're giving the kids and they want to let them... Uh, let them free out of their classroom and let them... Because children are, are like fleas 
and they and and teachers are like flea trainers they put the fleas in the jar they screw the lid on and the kids are jump 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 hitting their head against the lid until you can't hear them anymore and it's not because they're dead it's because when you take the lid off they can only jump as far as the top but they can't jump out no let kids jump about you know let them let them have all their senses when they've left school let them have let them leave school with all their senses and all their creativity because I believe these kids who are a little bit different from the mainstream are the leaders of the world, are the, are the innovators, are the, you know, they've they just got it, they have. And, and why not employ all these people? They may be a bit quirky, but they can bring so much that, you know, it's... it's there, so Amazing. hopefully I've answered that question. That's I don't fantastic. know really what the question was. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Oh, I know that record that I yeah. bought in yeah. 1978. It was called Just for Today, and it was well-known people just doing verses on it, and it was for the poppy appeal. Just for today, I'm going to be happy. Just for today, I'm going to try my best. Just for today, I won't criticise anything. I'll only just for today, I'll improve myself. So it's like that type of thing. You know, it's a throwback from the, the, the last war. And, um, yeah, and that really, really motivated me, especially that 12 hours. And, um, and, and Muhammad Ali, he said, to, a reporter said to him one day, um, Ali, if you wasn't the greatest boxer in the world, what would you do? He said, I could do anything. He said, if I was a dustbin collector, uh, he said garbage, garbage collector, I would collect more bins than any of my competitors and do it before they ever got up. You know, and I thought, just a minute, that changed my life. I thought I was the lowest of the low, a window cleaner. I thought, I can't read, I can't write, a window cleaner, I'm the lowest of the low. Muhammad Ali said, I would do what you're doing with, and I'd do it better than anybody else. My thought, my vision, my attitude changed just with that one sentence. Oh, that's incredible. <laughs> and that's why I do this. Yeah, yeah, you're so passionate as well. You're so passionate as well. It's, uh, it's incredible. So, Neville, thank you. We've gone well over the hour, Mark. <laughs> Sorry about that. No, 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 don't be, because there's loads of insights. But just finally, it's your opportunity. Like obviously we're gonna do a bit of a I'm gonna do a bit of a winners thing with books uh, and uh, and what have you. But tell tell the listeners a bit about your book and, and sort of where they can a bit more about you. Well, I I wrote a book a few years ago. It's called The Answer Is Yes. Now, what is a question? It's basically forty years in business and. Um, and all the shit that goes along with it, sorry about swearing, no, and welcome. all the red tape that should be abandoned in a lot of uh, situations uh, just to try and keep you down, and all the problems that we went through, and the highs, you know, and the lows, and, um, and, and what to expect in business, really. And so uh, I think about 97% of people don't make it to the 10th year in business because of these hurdles they have to get over. But what I'm trying to say is hang in there. Keep, you know, expect this 
stuff to go on and embrace it and laugh about it because it's just the way the world is and so you can get that on uh, amazon or, or nevillewright.com i've got my website nevillewright.com which is like life it's always under construction and i think you can get a few tips and um, uh, some interesting things there if you buy my book i guarantee that at some time you're going to laugh and um, sometime you're going to cry and um, and if you don't laugh or cry i'll give you your money back but i tell you what it's like it, it's real it is and um i've had some good uh, reviews about it and all the money goes to um, charity i've helped eighteen thousand people or more uh, with the proceeds from it um i'm really um proud of doing that and um that's it i don't know what else to say no, never, we've been an absolute star and uh I can't, I can't wait to get my hands on the book, to be honest. So, uh, yeah, I can't wait to listen right. it back to the podcast. So <laughs> right. Thank you so much. Okay, then. Really appreciate it. Thank right. you very much. Thank you, everyone, for listening. I hope you've enjoyed the podcast. Do, uh, do leave us a review and uh, subscribe and uh, share it with your friends and, and, and share, share Neville's insights with, well, with everyone you know because, do you know what, everyone can take something away from Neville's uh, wisdom. So thank you very much and uh, see you again next week. I really hope you loved today's episode and if you did please make sure you subscribe and listen out for future episodes too. Please do share it across your social media channels. We hope to reach more and help more people. If you want to find out more about me my name's Pete Rushmart. You'll find me across any social media channel and my business Flagship Partners and we're your partners in success across your business. Thank you. See you again soon.